Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. KFI AM uh, 640. Bill Handel here. Uh, March uh, 31st, last day of March, uh, Thursday. And uh, obviously a ton of news. Uh, the president is planning to tap oil reserves to uh, help control gas prices. I don't know if that's going to work or not. Uh, Will Smith story. I mean, the aftermath of the slap heard around the world. And we'll do that at 930 with Mo Kelly and entertainment news. Also, I don't know if you've noticed, um, uh, Blue Origin uh, just landed. It took off a few minutes ago. And uh, this is the suborbital uh, flight that uh, Jeff Bezos created. Certainly not what uh, Elon Musk does with his orbital flights. And I- I'm telling you, if you look at look at a Blue Origin spacecraft, and you have to think that the vast majority of the engineers who designed this thing had to be Jewish. If that doesn't look like a circumcised schwanz, I don't know what does. Take a look. And you'll go, yeah, you know what? That's right. All right, on a more serious note, and this has to be with uh, Ukraine, the latest, in addition to the incessant bombing and the uh, outright lying that uh, Russia is doing, uh, pretending to somehow move forward uh, on a peace mission, and I'll explain a little bit about uh, that, how uh, it's not going to happen anytime soon. Uh, the uh, U.S. intelligence authorities has released a statement, I think it was the State Department, uh, released a statement that said that Vladimir Putin is being misled and lied to by his advisors. And he doesn't know how badly the war is going. He doesn't know how badly the economy is uh, actually falling. He doesn't know how powerful the sanctions are because he's being told by his advisors Exactly the opposite. They're simply frightened to tell him the truth, the truth. And this is the U.S. defense official who said this and uh, State Department actually confirmed it. And so there's his inner circle uh, simply lying to him because they're frightened. Boy, it sure sounds like the world around Hitler and Stalin, doesn't it? And I'm assuming Kim Jong-un and all of these other dictators. Uh, He's unaware. Putin is unaware to extent he is. I mean, he has to know big picture. But he's unaware of uh, the small picture, and uh, this is his army was relying on and losing. This is what he thought. And they're moving. doesn't know he's losing. Well, he does, but not to the extent that he actually is. And doesn't understand that conscripted soldiers don't have uh, the same morale, don't have uh, the same sense of defending their own country. A lot of them didn't even know they were coming into Ukraine. I mean, there they were at Belarus with military exercises. That's what they were told. That's what we were told. And uh, for weeks, months, uh, maybe years now, uh, uh, Putin uh, knew he was going to invade Ukraine. He took Crimea and got away with it, and the world did nothing. So he said, why not Ukraine? Because of his belief. Talked about that before, his utter belief that Ukraine is part of Russia. And that has been going on since he was 
elected, and he was democratically elected. Now, later on, of course, he's taken a lot of power, so he'll never be unelected again. And so uh, his philosophy hasn't changed because, I've explained before, he, he wants to go back to the Soviet era of these buffer uh, states around him, and uh, that meant puppet governments, and now they're all either members of... Uh, they're all either members of NATO or they lean to the West other than Belarus. And so at this point, we're being told that he actually is now aware, but I'm talking about within days, that he was misled. And boy, he's not happy with his uh, top military officials. Uh, the official said, this uh, de- Defense Department, uh, Department official says, there's a clear breakdown in the flow of accurate information. Now, It is fair to say that U.S. officials did not provide any underlying evidence. This is just what we are being told. But if uh, you had to guess which is more truthful, what Putin is putting out versus what the U.S. is putting out, I'll go towards the U.S. and the Ukraine, although uh, in Ukraine. But I'll bet you Zelensky and his crowd certainly exaggerating the... um, uh, the morale of uh, the Ukrainians, although it certainly doesn't look that way. It looks like there's plenty of morale. And uh, exaggerating the number of deaths of Russian soldiers. And so the, it's propaganda war. You know, but Russia has no credibility. Ukraine has some credibility. And uh, they have to spin it their way. I mean, you you cannot... Uh, you, you cannot issue these declarations and statements without some kind of bias. With Russia, though, it's an out-and-out lie. We're not going to invade. These are only military uh, exercises. Uh, The war is going exactly according to plan. We are not interested in taking western Ukraine. We're only interested in dealing with the Donbass, that area uh, right to the uh, east. And then uh, what it does is, of course, connect with Russia. The the border with Russia is uh, the eastern part of Ukraine. And so what else? uh, Other lies that he's come up with. Oh, yeah. Uh, We're going to stop shelling. We're going to pull back our troops in uh, a good faith effort uh, to make sure that the peace talks continue. Well, okay, so he pulls back 10% of the troops, and that's replaced with uh, an increase in shelling of Mariupol. Mariupol's gone as a city. Whether the Russians take it uh, or whether the Ukrainians are successful in defending it, when this war is over, and of course it's going to end, this is not going to be Afghanistan for 20 years or Vietnam for 10 years, it's going to end. Will look like Berlin looked after World War II, after Germany lost the war. Google up a picture of Berlin. There isn't a building standing in that city, and that's what Maripol looks like. I mean, it is god awful. So the latest is Putin, and, and no surprise, I would have guessed the same thing. Putin is being told by his advisors, who are scared to death to give him bad news, everything is hunky dory. Until it's not, and he found out, and boy, is he angry, right? If you watch uh, the news, and of course uh, you are, especially during uh, the war that's going on over the last several weeks, uh, there, uh, every news uh, outlet has reporters on the ground. CNN and Fox, and uh, you have BBC and all the major news outlets, and even the smaller ones have some reporters. If you notice the video 
that they're using 90, probably 99% of the time. It's not from the cameraman, from the news outlets. It's from the people in Ukraine. There are now thousands of people, uh, maybe more, taking out tens of thousands, probably taking out their cell phones and recording everything that they see. And that's the video that is run on the news. And so what's going on is you got a president literally roaming the streets of a country under attack, videoed by people who have cell phones. Missiles coming down, sirens wailing, teens making homemade bombs, and dead soldiers, lots of them lying on the ground, Russian dead soldiers and some Ukrainian soldiers. All of them done by people who have cell phones. And how many people have cell phones? Oh, I don't know. How about everybody has a cell phone? So all of a sudden, everybody can be a reporter. And uh, so there's a constant stream of online content uh, and that counters completely Moscow's disinformation campaign. Uh, Moscow says it didn't target that theater in Mariupol. There it is. There's the video for the world to see. So then they come back and saying, well, we didn't do it. There's the video again and video of people in the basement of that theater and the destruction on, uh, on, on the, uh, the floor of the theater. People who had died, hundreds have died, who didn't hit the basement. And then Russia comes back and says, has a, has a, uh, a Russian soldier uh, f- being followed with a camera and saying, take a look, this was done from the inside. And then he starts to explain what clearly is nuts that it's all inside. So how do you counter that? Well, you have a few dozen or hundreds of videos uh, showing it didn't happen. And so who is the most famous star that is uh, part of this video world? It's uh, Zelensky. Uh, He has daily updates uh, via the instant messaging platform over there, Telegram. But there are others, journalists. uh, One, uh, Ilya uh, Ponomarenko, uh, she's uh, gotten a million Twitter followers, uh, play-by-play uh, military operations, and explaining it. Also, Vitali Kitschko. I mean, everybody in the world knows who he is. He's the mayor of Kiev and uh, the former heavyweight champion of the world. And every day, the aftermath of bombings, there he is. Now, Zelensky recently described uh, the Russian she- siege of Mariupol as a crime against humanity. And it happened in the eyes of the whole world in real time. And so what we have is instant, massive documentation and reporting. And it is a lot easier to counter propaganda. Not in Russia, where Putin controls the media and everything that is heard and seen, but certainly the rest of the world. And this is where Putin didn't take that into consideration. I mean, he's pretty old school. Uh, The man is 69 years old and doesn't truly have an understanding of what social media is about. Americans do. I mean, certainly uh, Department of Defense and uh, the State Department and the administration and the various uh, cabinets and uh, members of the administration all over the place have a much better understanding. So uh, Russia denied it was planning an attack, right? And all of a sudden, out come hundreds of videos showing the Russian military massing along the Ukrainian border. 
And with social media, it's not just uh, the proof of what's happening militarily on the ground and the destruction of buildings and kindergartens and schools and hospitals uh, that have been targeted, but also look at the money that's been raised for refugees and look at uh, the citizens of Poland and look at uh, the rest of the world reaching arms out, helping with war material, helping with humanitarian aids. That's all being chronicled. And so we're seeing this day after day. It's not just a report. Help the Ukrainians. It's watching the help and watching the people that are suffering. And so uh, a little bit of history here. Uh, the first television war, the first uh, war that we saw on a regular basis on TV was Vietnam. And I certainly remember that. Uh, I think most of us do uh, who are of a certain age. Uh, and even not, all you have to do is look at any documentary. And that was a technological advance from the two world wars that were earlier, decades earlier. One in the teens, uh, 1917, and the other one starting in 19, actually 1931, uh, and we got in in 1941. And uh, both of them were mainly uh, described through printed words and photographs, much more so uh, in World War II. Now, the conflict in Iraq was still largely filtered through the outside world through journalists and documentary film crews. Uh, the government kept a lot of amateurs, if you will. There were no uh, cell phones. Uh, the Arab Spring in 2011 that was uh, considered the first uh, revolutionary moment launched on social media. The apps were used to spread the uprising, mainly Twitter and Facebook. And since then, look at the significance. Look at how it has evolved. Look at the technology. Now we have cameras that are as good as any broadcast quality camera out there. You take a little iPhone and compare the image to a professional video camera, and it's hard to tell the difference. And what we have now, anyone, everyone can become an on-site, real-time reporter. That's the difference that's going on. Social media has taken it to a new extreme. Social media will give us the truth. Social media will counter propaganda. You have one video of a Russian, a Russian soldier who says, look at the Maripol theater. This explosion was from the inside. And that's countered by thousands of videos that show anything but and show the carnage and show the death, destruction, uh, the targeting of uh, civilian uh, buildings. I mean, you can see it. The Russians can say whatever the hell they want to say. You can see it. And it's all about social media. A good part of social media. There's some horrible parts of social media, the conspiracy theorists, uh, you know, bad science, bad medical uh, advice and comments. But when it comes to proving uh, what the Russians are doing here or there in the Ukraine and what we're seeing here, there's where social media really stands out in a very positive way. Now, uh, have you heard the term gaslighting? I only recently, uh, maybe in the last couple of months, heard about gaslighting because it's sort of not in my orbit. And it has to do with um, telling someone uh, that the truth, as he or she sees it, is not the truth. 
what I'm saying is the truth. And it basically drives people nuts. And sometimes, actually, the point is to drive people nuts, to make them think a certain way, act a certain way, and using uh, that particular method. So let me tell you about uh, this woman, Jenna Reish. And uh, she used to run six miles in under 45 minutes. I mean, she is in really good shape. Until suddenly, she couldn't. Uh, years earlier, earlier, she had been diagnosed with two congenital heart uh, conditions and was told that's not going to affect your daily function. She was getting worse. Chest pains woke up at night. She started using a wheelchair, passing out too many times. She lives here in L.A., and she finds a highly recommended cardiologist in the Midwest, flies out there. He immediately dismisses her symptoms, saying people who have these kinds of heart conditions aren't this sick. There's something else. So he prescribes a new heart medication, go exercise, and he sends her home. Well, that didn't work clearly. And so she goes to another doctor ordered a lot of testing and found that her arteries were spasming from lack of oxygen and effectively she was having uh, these mini heart attacks. Two months later, she had surgery, open heart surgery to correct the problem and that literally uh, may have saved and she believes saved her life. So let me tell you about research and women. Research suggests that diagnostic errors occur about in one out of every seven encounters between a doctor and a patient. And the mistakes, why? Well, because doctors just don't know enough. You know, there's a lot to know in medicine. And there are a lot of new procedures, new technologies, new medications. And uh, you got to keep up with it. I mean, doctors read and read and read. I talked to Jim Keeney. And in his spare time when he's not surfing, which is entire life, he reads articles. And there are hundreds of them every month, if not more. And so uh, the symptoms are dismissed because the doctor doesn't know what he or she is doing. And guess who gets hit the worst? Women. Far more than men. And what uh, they're being told, these women are being told by doctors, this is your problem. Dismissing it, uh, this is just mental. Uh, this is uh, not what you think it is. Gaslighting. And as a matter of fact, uh, there's a term now, it's medical gaslighting, doctors doing this, misdiagnosing and saying, you know, what you're feeling really isn't what you're feeling. It's, you know, you're, it's psychological, I mean, gaslighting. And so now the research comes out, a lot of research in medicine, of course, and women are being misdiagnosed more. They're being gaslighted more, certainly more than men. Uh, they wait longer uh, to be diagnosed uh, with cancer and heart disease. They're treated less aggressively for brain injury, uh, less likely to be offered pain medication. You don't need pain medication. You don't hurt this much. How the hell do you know how much I hurt? Well, you shouldn't. I, I don't believe you hurt as much as you say you hurt. Gaslighting. The truth is not what you're feeling, not what you're thinking, not what you're experiencing, it's all in your head. That is gaslighting. And uh, black patients are also at the bottom of the heap compared to white patients in terms of proper medical diagnosis and proper medical care. And if you look at African-American women who are poor, 
the lower socioeconomic uh, levels of uh, our community. Man, are there issues. But that happens all the time. Minorities get nailed. They don't have the same medical care. They don't have the same insurance policies. They don't have the same access to medical experts that really, truly know what they're doing. I mean, we've got facilities uh, here in the United States. Cedar sinai for example, is a world-class institution. Well, how many uh, uh, women who live in South Central or East L.A. uh, go to Cedar sinai And you have to take a bus because you don't have other transportation. So another reason uh, that researchers are telling us is women are diagnosed uh, more often, misdiagnosed more often than men because medical science knows less about the female body than they do about the male. Male bodies are much simpler than women. I mean, look at the plumbing. Look at what can go wrong. Just the reproductive system is far, far more complicated. There are biological differences, according to a senior uh, sociologist, that go down to the cellular level between men and women. However, research has shown that men are smarter. uh, They are stronger. They are more skilled. They play sports better. That's not true, by the way. I just wanted to throw that in. And uh, here's another example. Uh, In 1977, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration began recommending that scientists exclude women of childbearing years, not just pregnant women, from early clinical trials because of the fear if they get pregnant. Well, so you have women of childbearing years that are taken out of the studies, and that's a group of women we have no idea. Science has no idea. Medicine has no idea until way late in clinical trials. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In 1993, that was turned around that mandated women and minorities be included in medical research. I mean, think of this. If you don't know the difference, and there is a difference, and you make sure that those people are not tested, it's going to be completely skewed. So how can it get better? Well, patients and doctors can elevate care, and we all know uh, better doctors, uh, more access better insurance. I mean, we go through that whole uh, panoply of uh, issues. Garcetti has been nominated. Eric Garcetti, uh, mayor of Los Angeles, uh, is termed out. And he is, or will be termed out, uh, he has been nominated to be the U.S. ambassador to India. And boy, is there a battle in the U.S. Capitol between Democrats and Republicans. And between Republicans who have real problems with Garcetti and the president. More senators are expressing concern about Garcetti's handling of sexual harassment allegations, not by him, but by a top aide. And the allegation is that Garcetti knew that though that misconduct was being done by his top aide or one of his top aides. And that's the issue. And you've got senators going, well, 
come on, let's talk about it. This guy is going to be the ambassador to India. Senator Chuck Grassley, uh, he is heading this uh, probe, widening this probe of alleged misconduct by Rick Jacobs, uh, the former top Garcetti advisor. What the mayor may have known, and it is forcing senators to really look at these claims ahead of a vote on the nomination. And even some Democrats are going, hmm, we have to look at this. And it was at one point just a shoe in I mean, it's a Biden nomination and even those senators that are Republicans that are dead set on everything Biden does, they don't get in the way of those nominations. And so now we're seeing one that is because of the allegations. Uh, even Democratic, Democratic Senator Mark Kelly of Arizona uh, on Wednesday, yesterday, said that he's taking a closer look at the nomination. A uh, statement by his office said Senator Kelly has concerns about the nomination based on those serious allegations. Now, who is Jacobs? Well, let's start with the fact he's raised millions of dollars in support of Garcetti's uh, 2013 mayoral campaign, which he won, was a top city hall deputy, was before stepping down in 2016. He's being sued the city actually is being sued by an LAPD officer, uh, part of the security detail of Garcetti, who accuses uh, Jacobs of sexual harassment. Jacobs continued to work as a political consultant for Garcetti, helped run two nonprofits associated with the mayor, and he stepped down from those after yet more men came forward to accuse him of uh, sexual misconduct. So this thing is building. Of course, he's denied harassing anyone. He conceded that he may have hugged uh, the LAPD officer who is suing the city. And uh, he conceded he told sexual jokes in front of uh, the security details. Uh, That's what the mayor has said. All right. What does Garcetti say? I'm not getting distracted by any of this noise. Of course, that would be typical. There are no new allegations here. These are repackaged claims that have been thoroughly investigated by the White House. Who is the biggest supporter of Garcetti's nomination? The White House. They want him to be the next ambassador to India. Now, does that question their bias? I would think so. Uh, and there is a news report uh, that came out. This is the L.A. Times uh, that a another Garcetti aide said that it was common knowledge uh, in the mayor's office that Jacob sexually harassed others. Now, what does the White House say? Uh, well, the White House says that Garcetti should receive a, a confirmation vote expeditiously. And noted that Republicans and Democrats uh, unanimously voted last December to advance his nomination out of committee. But this was before all of these uh, accusations really exploded. And even if he wins approval, uh, one of the uh, top consultants says, man, that's really going to get in the way of any political opportunity he may be looking to. If nothing else, Garcetti is a political animal and Garcetti wants to move ahead. And so, which politicians do. Uh, Now, current and former members of his communication staff said they don't recall ever seeing misconduct by Jacobs. 
The Times asked Senator Padilla, would he back Arsenio's nomination? Uh, and, of course, Padilla said, yes, I will do, but I will continue to review any new information. So Grassley's staff, Senator Grassley, who's heading the probe, uh, said they have uncovered new information, but we don't have any evidence. We don't have any information. We don't have any information on the information. The L.A. security detail officer uh, said he was uh, repeatedly subjected to unwanted hugs, massages, touching by Jacobs, and he had to endure uh, uh, Garza's, uh, Garza also had to endure Jacobs' uh, crude sexual language on top of all of that. And the lawsuit says Garcetti was actually present on about half of those occasions when Jacobs behaved this way, doing nothing to thwart his aid, sometimes even laughing at crude comments. The mayor has uh, denied all the allegations. Of course he has. And then there was an allegation that Jacobs made racist comments in front of the mayor. Where Jacobs called one of the aides uh, a Chinaman when he worked at City Hall. And Jacobs said that he apologized to the aide and the two are still friends. And Garcetti said, uh, I would have taken action if I heard Jacobs uh, calling uh, the aide a Chinaman. So uh, what's going to happen? I think uh, Garcetti is going to lose a nomination. At some point, the Biden administration said, this isn't worth it. Let's pick our battles. And this one is not the battle that we want to fight. Now, last night or Sunday night, Will Smith smacks Chris Rock at the Oscars. And this was uh, the slap heard round the world. And... Uh, this is probably just a symptom of what's going on. Everyone is just acting weird uh, and negatively. And if you look closely, people have been behaving badly for months now. Last week, a man was arrested after he punches a gate agent at Atlanta uh, Airport. Look at the number of bad behavior incidents uh, the FAA uh, is looking at and is complained to by airlines. Uh, I mean, it's in the thousands and it used to be in the hundreds. And so what's going on uh, during the pandemic, disorderly, rude, unhinged conduct was uh, caught uh, on video. And now we get to know it to a very good degree what actually is going on and bad behavior of all kinds, rudeness, carelessness, physical violence. It's all increased. Americans are driving more recklessly. We know that. That's a fact. Crashing their cars more. That's a fact. Killing pedestrians at higher rates. Fact again. And uh, early 2021, uh, the highest number of run unruly passenger is incidents ever uh, happened, according to the FAA. And in one case, the plane go, going to Washington had to make an emergency landing because a man tried to break into the cockpit completely out of his mind. Healthcare workers, and you've heard about nurses being assaulted and being uh, treated very poorly and being blamed for mask mandates, of course, if, as if they have anything to do with it. And uh, healthcare workers are saying their patients are behaving uh, violently. Matter of fact, at one hospital uh, that, <laughs> uh, in Missouri, the hospitals had planned to outfit nurses with panic buttons. You know, those uh, life lock kind of things or life alert uh, little buttons, except uh, dealing strictly with patients. 
So uh, look at the explanations that were being given. Uh, rage, frustration, stress going through society right now. Uh, a lot of high stress, low reward situations being explained by a psychiatry professor at Stanford. Uh, at Stanford. And here's what else is going on. And as you can imagine, boy, are sociologists and psychiatrists looking at what is going on because this is happening all over the country. It's happening all over the world. So naturally, the studies are hot and heavy. Rudeness, and I don't know if you know this, can be contagious. Go, wait a second. Diseases are contagious. Airborne, foodborne. Uh, sickness are contagious. How does rudeness contagious? Well, here's what research has found. That at work, people spread their negative emotions to their colleagues. Tyler, do I ever spread my negative emotions? Never. Bill. Never. I am the most positive guy in the world. I am ever the optimist. That is my middle name. So what ends up happening is people spread their negative emotions to their colleagues, their bosses, to clients, uh, even if those individuals weren't the source of the negativity. And so here you are, you're innocent, and you get all of this negativity. You're talking to me, for example. And people who witness, now these are studies, this is science saying this, people who witness rude, uh, rudeness are three times more likely uh, to be rude. Uh, they might be logging into a Zoom meeting with an overwhelmed boss getting yelled at uh, and then end up speaking. For example, you go to the grocery store and you treat the cashier. Hey, uh, you did this wrong. Uh, you check this twice, you know, when they scan. And um, so what else is going on? Well, uh, more drinking, more drugs being used. We know that. Uh, whether they're drinking before they get on a flight. There's a lot of auto accidents, including aggression driving auto accidents, and they come from substances because substance abuse has gone through the roof. I mean, driving uh, like a crazy person. This morning, for example, I was driving uh, here to work, and I was doing about 72 miles an hour. Two cars, one on each side of me, went past me, and they could not have been doing less than 100 miles an hour, if not more. And when it rained a few days ago and you couldn't see five feet in front of you, I'm now doing 42, 43 miles an hour. And here they come at 85 miles an hour. People are just driving more nuts. Now, is that rudeness? Well, it's certainly putting others at risk. I mean, if they want to wrap uh, their cars around a telephone pole, God bless them. I don't care. You know, other than the tax dollars it takes to repair the telephone pole. But man, if I get involved, whoa, Americans have been drinking 14% more days a month than during the pandemic. Since the pandemic, it's gotten worse. More guns have been bought, murder rate going up, gun sales spiking in 2021. Now, I don't know if that has to do with the election, too. Whenever a Democrat is elected, gun sales spike, elected president, gun sales spike, uh, because of the fear that uh, the federal government is going to take away the guns and then put everybody in concentration camps and get your DNA or whatever other craziness. Uh, also, the pandemic loosened ties between people. Kids weren't going to school. Parents stopped going to work. Parishioners stopped going to church. People stopped gathering. And sociologists are saying all of this isolation, 
shifted the way we behave, and we just don't have the connection anymore, and we are just more rude across the board. And there is a criminologist at the University of Missouri said in some places people arrested fewer people during the pandemic or the police arrested fewer people. And when enforcement goes down, guess what happens to your behavior? Yep. So here is a life-saving tool throughout the pandemic, something that could save your life. And who wouldn't embrace that? Mask wearing. That until the vaccinations kicked in, were the most effective way for you not to get COVID or spread COVID. And it's half of society, or a third actually, are looking at mask wearing as the worst thing that ever happened. And it's the the government overreaching. And even that, even the vaccines that save people's lives are fake. And uh, the fights, how many fights have you seen between anti-vaxxers and vaxxers? Too many. And I get involved with them. And since I'm never rude, I'm very, you know, calm with those people. Uh, Let's go to Las Vegas for a moment. I'm going to give you a touch of history. Uh, In 1946, Bugsy Siegel, mobster, uh, built the Flamingo. That's what started Las Vegas. And it was the mob that controlled Las Vegas. It's that simple. And the model that the mob had was, let's get people gambling. The hotel's dirt cheap. The meal's dirt cheap, free. Upgrades like crazy. Shows with the biggest entertainers at the time. And uh, very, very cheap. Okay, that was the model. And then uh, come the 70s and the corporations uh, now come in. The big corporations consolidate. And they actually kept the model pretty well the same. The only difference is if you lose money and you don't pay in the casino, they sue you instead of breaking your legs. Okay, fair enough. And then all of a sudden, this happened to hotels around uh, the country, uh, and especially Las Vegas went crazy. And that is all of a sudden parking is now 20 bucks. We never had parking fees in Las Vegas. That was one of the fun things. Resort fees of $35. Well, what is that? You go, to the, you go there for the pool. And enjoy. Nope, resort fees. Uh, Even in the middle of winter when no one gets near the resort. Uh, Food, a lot more expensive. Uh, Hotel rooms, a lot more expensive. The perks, for the most part, gone. Uh, It's just a very different world today. So, with that, now a little bit of it came back during the pandemic and no one was there. And they shut down hotels and all of a sudden some perks came back. And yay, that's better. Now that's changed. So, what is going on with Las Vegas? Well, we start with uh, the fact that 40% of uh, Las Vegas visitors are Southern Californians. And you're driving to Las Vegas. And it's, what, a couple hundred miles? And uh, gas is now $6.5 a gallon. So you're sucking up a lot of money there. And people don't care. They just don't care. Hotel costs have become astronomical. It's no longer... Uh, you bring in cheap hotel uh, costs to bring in people as a sales point, not even a chance. Hotel costs are four or $500. Just to give you an idea, this Saturday night, the higher end strip properties are offering nightly rates between $400 and $700 for a basic room. It used to be for 700 bucks, you got the biggest suite in the house. And for free, if you did enough gambling. Now, still, 
you get free sweets if you gamble $100,000 a night. And you're at that hotel. Those are the whales. Uh, hotels will do anything. Send the Jets to pick you up. But, you know, all of us are sort of out of that league. And so, it is. and, and drinks, well, let me give you an idea. You go to the Venetian. You go to the pool deck of the Venetian. And you order a strawberry daiquiri. That's a good size one. It's 20 ounces. That's $32 for a daiquiri. Or if you want a, a souvenir cup, it's $35, which is relatively cheap compared to the $33. Two bucks more, you get a souvenir cup. Yippee. Uh, and that's gone up 15%. Uh, all of it has gone through the roof. Lost, oh, this, the prices of the shows. The shows used to be a come on. Also, you know, look at the price of shows. You get in for 35 bucks. Come to Las Vegas. Now the shows are effectively the same price as uh, you go to any venue here. Forum, Staples. Oh, oh, it's not Staples. It's crypto happiness there. Uh, And uh, the average price is uh, was in uh, during the before the uh, pandemic was $141. Now it's $158. And that's the average price unless you want good seats. Then it goes through the roof. I mean, if you had told me five years ago that I'd go to Las Vegas, I'd pay $400 for a room. I'd pay 150 bucks to see an act per and meals. There are no, no such thing as giveaway meals because you have those buffets, all you can eat buffets. And uh, I mean, they were great 12 bucks for good food and a lot of it. Well, it's still good food and a lot of it. And it's $35. So the bottom line is uh, Las Vegas has gone through the roof And this is like Disneyland. The more expensive it gets, the more people come. You can't get a hotel room when there is any kind of a convention or show there. And it's all about the pandemic. And it's all about we're done. And we're not going to fly to Europe because that is a real hassle. And we're not going to take these long, long uh, car trips, although people are. Where are we going to go? We're going to go to Las Vegas. That's an easy one. You jump in the car, you're there in four hours, and you're going to spend $5,000 for one day, and you do it. Wow. Now, you can go off the strip and not spend $700 a night. You're only going to spend $350 a night off the strip. Those things, oh. Even Circus Circus, which is has been medically determined to be the worst <laughs> hotel casino on the planet. And I'm looking at the certificate right there. Even that has become expensive. You know what the part I hate most about Circus Circus is? If Everything? You, well, there's that. But if you get a room where there are, like, if you get one of the middle rooms in a wing or something like that, the kids run up and down. Oh, and yeah. And yeah. Down. No, you don't want kids. You really don't. Uh, not excited. going there. And it's all about kids. You're crazy to go if you don't have kids. You're crazy to go if you do have kids. It was cheap one weekend and we got a room there. There you go. Never do that again. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.